0: You're listening to From the Burgundy Chairs, a podcast for health system leaders created by Santis Health.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Ben King and I am the Director of Digital Health and Innovation here at Santis. Today we're discussing our changing digital healthcare needs in ways all levels of government and the healthcare system can collectively work together to improve health data, empower patients and support better healthcare system policymaking in the process. And we'll tackle this topic through the lens of one chronic disease, cancer. Cancer remains the leading cause of death in Canada. An estimated 2 in 5 Canadians will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime, and about 1 in 4 will die from cancer. In fact, over 1.5 million people in Canada are living with and beyond cancer. Before we get started, I want to introduce our guests. Today I am joined virtually by Dr. Stuart Edmonds, Executive Vice President of Mission, Research and Advocacy at the Canadian Cancer Society, and Jocelyn Boisin, who is Assistant Deputy Minister for the Strategic Policy Branch at Health Canada. Stewart joined the Canadian Cancer Society in February 2020 following the amalgamation with Prostate Cancer Canada. As Executive Vice President of Mission, he oversees the research and advocacy teams. Prior to the amalgamation, Stewart spent eight years at Prostate Cancer Canada as Vice President of Research, Health Promotion and Survivorship. He has held leadership roles at several national cancer research institutes and government agencies. Stewart holds a doctorate in Pharmacology from Oxford University. Joe Voisin is Assistant Deputy Minister at Health Canada's Strategic Policy Branch. Joe returned to Health Canada in 2020 to support Canada's efforts to fight COVID-19 after two years working in youth employment policy. In her 10 years working at Health Canada, she was instrumental in the negotiation of the common statement of principles and health agreements with provinces and territories in 2017, focused on funding for home and community care and mental health and addictions. Thank you both for being here.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you. So uh, I think to get started, I want to ask a question for Joe. Um, so it's no secret that the Canadian healthcare system is facing a lot of challenges today. And as we know, with the population aging, those challenges are, are likely to grow over time. So. Can you shed some light on what all levels of government are doing to address those challenges for Canadians?
2: Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, you know, I think it's a great question. Um, the healthcare system has, you know, faced several challenges, I think, over the past decades, and that was really exacerbated by the pandemic, you know, in, in the last uh, few years. Um, you know, and Canadians have, you know, historically and rightfully been very proud of uh, their public health care system. and I think, you know it's really a point of identity for Canadians. Uh, but we also know that they expect more. And, you know, we've heard loud and clear and we can see it in the media every day that there are lots of challenges uh, right now in terms of access to care. Um, so the provinces, you know, have been doing a lot. Uh, all of them, you know, have put out uh, new plans for action. Uh, but together, you know, we ha- are working together. So on February 7th, um, the prime minister announced like a $200 billion over 10 year uh, investment to improve health care, um, including $46 uh, billion dollars in new funding for provinces and territories. And those investments are really focused on four priority areas that, you know, we worked hard at uh, with provinces and territories to really know that we got those priority areas right. Uh, so the first one is family health teams and really making sure Canadians can access care in their communities and really looking at integrated care in the community, not just um, individual uh, providers uh, or physicians. The second is really addressing those backlogs, so surgical backlogs um, and the health workforce, which is really tied to that, right? So making sure we have enough health providers in the system. Um, The third is looking at mental health and substance use, which we saw really um, got worse over the course of the pandemic and of course affects many, many Canadians and their families. Um, And the last one is really modernizing the healthcare system and looking at standardized health data and digital tools. And I think that's what we're here to talk about uh, today. Um, So those are really the focus of those new investments. Um, And so we want to work together with the provinces and territories now on action plans, which will see that money make a real difference in the healthcare system.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Joe. Um, Maybe just to drill down a little bit, uh, Stuart. So Joe provided the kind of macro view of the healthcare system as a whole from the perspective of the Canadian Cancer Society, what do you see as the key challenges facing the system and the kind of key activities that are happening right now to address those challenges?
3: Thanks, Ben. Um, so, so in cancer, we, we, we've been very fortunate and we, we have a very good um, cancer data system in the country around the provinces. The cancer registries are, are, are incredibly valuable resources for uh, informing policies, um, fueling research, um, and, and really hold uh, uh, a significant amount of information that, that we can mine. Um, what, what we noticed prior to the pandemic is that we, we had cracks in the cancer data system. Um, data was, there were delays in actually getting, uh, the, actually pulling the data together. Some provinces were further ahead than others, so there's a, definitely a difference in standardization and, and uh, efficiency in being able to pull the data together. Um, the data wasn't standardized as, as much um and and just access was tricky and linking data together was really really difficult um as we hit the pandemic these these cracks became chasms really and uh, uh, we found that we just couldn't access the data um to really uh, the, uh and when i say we it's really the, the whole community um couldn't access the data as as, as policy decisions were being made. And so when uh, screening programs were being uh, suspended and surgeries were being suspended, we, we just simply didn't know what the impact would be on the healthcare system and, and, and on patients um, because of those actions. So that, that led us to work with the Canadian Partnership Against Cancer to really kind of start to think about how we need to improve the, the cancer data system, building on what already exists in the country. Um, and so, so we, we started on this pathway involving a number of different stakeholders to develop a, a pan-Canadian cancer data strategy that really will uh, really mark out a, a framework for us to improve access, quality, standardization, um, and linkage of cancer data in the country. And then obviously improve health outcomes and cancer outcomes.
0: And so, I mean, it's great to hear that, you know, that is underway and it sounds like it's very well aligned with what Joe was referring to as sort of modernized data systems as one of the four pillars um, of the strategy. I wonder, Joe, you know, from what Stuart was saying uh, around the pandemic, kind of exposing these data chasms and from what sort of hearing from the federal government um I think the idea that data is sort of critical as an, an area of focus for the next decade, I, I think you'll you'll have this kind of wild agreement on this phone, not, not a lot of, let's call it not a lot of argument. Um, I'm, I'm wondering for Canada at the sort of federal level, um, when we think about sort of standardizing data, what's the hope for what you're going to get out of that? Like what's, What does that mean to Canadians uh, and why is it one of the sort of four pillars for, for the federal government?
2: Yeah. um, Well, I think the main objective that we want to get out of this is really for Canadians to have access to their own health information in usable form. So if you think about how Canadians access their own banking information uh, right now in a secure way from wherever they are, um, you know, why can't they do that with their health information? Um, and we have a very fragmented health system. So there's, you know, uh, different information systems in a provider's office in, you know, uh, in a small community versus uh, the health system um, data system that's in a hospital versus one that's in a specialist's office versus a laboratory um, or a pharmacy, right? So you think about all these different systems and right now they don't talk to each other. Uh, necessarily. And even the data, as Stuart was saying, isn't necessarily in the same format. So, you know, one has, you know, date, month, year, and the other one has month, date, year, to give you, you know, sort of a concrete example of where data doesn't necessarily talk to each other in a smart way. Um, So you think about those challenges. So part of, uh, you know, what we want to do is really make sure that Canadians can get a usable, digital record that they can carry with them um, and they can access wherever they are in the health system, that that record, it follows them through the health system. So they're not repeating their story to every um, provider or specialist um, that they see. Or if, for example, they're unconscious um, that the provider, you know, if it's an emergency can access that information um, from a safety perspective and and for their own health, Um, as well as making sure that we can harness that health information, um, as Stuart was saying, to understand from a macro level how do we make um, more, uh, how do we make good decisions in the health system so that it's better managed? Um, how do we see results? Um, and how do we support uh, innovation and advancements uh, in health research so that we have better health in- outcomes for Canadians?
0: I, I'm curious, like I think um, Joe in that summary. Um, it was really interesting to hear the focus on, you know, patient access and standardized data. I'm curious, Stuart, when it comes to sort of the Canadian Cancer Society's strategy and the, the benefits you're hoping to get out of, of sort of data over the next several years, um, what do you see as sort of the priority use cases like, Is that, is, is that something where you'd say like, yes, that's exactly what we want, or is when it comes to sort of cancer specifically, um, is there a somewhat different flavor or focus for what you'd be working on?
3: Um, well, I- so, so so I I I really totally agree with joe i think the the um the idea of empowering patients by actually providing their data to them i think is 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 really important um but but uh, but again as, as as joe mentioned really making sure that the the data um uh not just goes with patients and it's not the responsibility of the patient alone to provide their data it is seamlessly pro- uh, transmitted across all you know, all disciplines, all um, uh, you know, even jurisdictions. We, we we know that people move around in Canada, and they may not get treated in the, in the province that they live in. And so, how do we make sure that it's, it that data uh, transfer is seamless? And uh, um, right now, as Joe mentioned, the systems aren't set up to do this, and we need to so we need to improve efficiency uh, significantly. Um, and and equally, the um, we need to improve uh, our ability to do research in a timely way as well about this. You know, we we fund, we fund a significant amount of research, cancer research, and a lot of our health services research, um, it takes a we, – we may have – we may be funding a three-year grant, and two years of that grant is actually establishing um, access and linkages of data sets. And they, they hurriedly do the, the, all the analysis in the last year. Um, and that's extremely challenging. We need to improve that process. And if, if we wanna be innovative, as Joe mentioned, we need to make sure that we're arming our researchers with the, with the right resources and the, the resources, at the right time to be able to, to provide us with innovative solutions to improve our healthcare system.
0: So, so I think it's very clear what benefits you wanna get out of that and sort of the challenges you're facing. Um, I'm curious, so if, for people who are kind of casually following the news, Um, I think they'd be well aware, Joe, of sort of the the national sort of budget conversation, the discussion about bilateral agreements. They'd probably be aware of the Pan-Canadian health data strategy that all levels of government sort of um, empowered a group to develop. Uh, What I'm curious about is if you could speak a little bit about sort of the, you know, there was this Pan-Canadian set of recommendations. There was the sort of big federal announcements. Can you shed a bit of light on sort of what's happening now in digital to address the kinds of challenges that, that you and Stuart are describing?
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, the government did get very good advice from the expert advisory group, um, which. Um, laid out sort of the elements that we would need in a pan-Canadian health data strategy. Um, And I think one of the the key things was that you need a, you know, common vision and that you need commitment um, from all the the parties involved, including provinces and territories. Um, So what we did was um, we, we put an embedded, you know, data commitments in part of that health funding announcement. So the $200 billion over 10 years that I talked about. Um, so there's five commitments in there that provinces and territories and the federal government have made together um, as part of advancing that plan. Um, so the first one is really to share information with the Canadian Institute for Health information on key indicators so that we can actually measure progress in the areas where that funding is being invested. So we can understand if we actually are making a difference in terms of how many Canadians have access to a regular health provider, for instance. Um, the second one is about uh, interoperability standards. So that's what we're talking about here in terms of uh, systems being able to talk to each other and data being able to be shared. Uh, so Canada Health InfoWay um, and, and the Canadian Institute for Health Information and StatsCan have worked together on an interoperability roadmap. Uh, and that was endorsed by all the provinces and territories, um, except Quebec. Um, and essentially, we're they're working together to implement that. And that means that those goals I talked about, patient access to their own health records, health information being shared across the system. So those are the key goals as part of that roadmap, starting with some concrete things like an international patient summary. So, so that's consistent, even internationally. So what is in a patient record is consistent. Um, the third area of commitment is really aligning policies and frameworks so that we get at some of those same goals and objectives. So for instance, there's some practices out there which um, are block data. So vendors that want data only to be shared within their proprietary systems rather than more broadly in the health system. So really kind of getting at those issues and working with vendors and, and with provinces and territories to address those. Um, and the fourth area is really the principles that were outlined in that pan-Canadian health data strategy. So really looking at equity um, you know, and uh, sovereignty for, for First Nations, uh, Inuit and Métis in terms of health data. Uh, and the last area is better sharing of public health data with the public health agency exactly to manage public health events like the pandemic. So we saw a lot of weaknesses there. And part of that commitment is to address that moving forward. Okay, hey,
0: that's a uh an ambitious agenda, which is excellent to see. Um, Stuart, I'm I'm wondering of that list, like a few things jumped out at me as being, you know, when you described the priority areas and and challenges you face as sort of potentially very powerful enablers. um, What of that do you think connects to your work in the Canadian Cancer Society? What what do you see as being essential to addressing the kinds of barriers that, that you're facing?
3: I I I think it all does actually. I think that um, you know obviously um, cancer is is one part of health and and so the our cancer data strategies it, we we're looking at the um, the umbrella federal health data strategy to really to really tackle some of the kind of the more um, the the bigger health related issues that 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 spread beyond cancer um, and and really we're you know really pleased to see the direction of the the um, and Canadian Health Data Strategy, um, the, the, and so the m- many areas actually resonate really, really strongly with the work that we're doing, particularly around um, uh, enhanced cancer data collection around uh, um, equity-deserving groups, for example, um, because we know there are significant gaps there. And we simply, right now, we, 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 we cannot report as well as other countries can on, on um, cancer incidence and mortality in certain equ- equity-deserving groups. Um, so, so just generally, I think that there's uh, a, a lot of um, uh, synergy between between the two efforts. And obviously, we're looking at um, a single disease, and as, as I said before, building on a, an existing really strong platform. But what we're also trying to do is 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 really kind of think about how I mentioned before about innovation, how we can. Uh, Layering kind of uh, research data as well into the into the cancer registry system as well. So whether that's you know genomic data, clinical trials data, patient-reported outcome data as well, palliative care data, supportive care data. So really, in, really um, uh, information that's being gathered um, through through our funding, but the federal health funding through the through CHR um, is actually. It's actually added to um, the the information that a that, that a physician is 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 how can access when at a point of care. Um, so I think because there's there's simply a lot of information that we have we have available that we should be able to access to determine decision making around um, around treatments or diagnostics.
0: And so that's you know a lot of potential. I'm, I'm wondering for both of you um, what you see as the sort of key barriers or stumbling blocks um, and what role you see in sort of partnerships and collaboration um, in trying to sort of overcome those. So it, it, I think what you're both saying in various ways is there's so much potential here and there's so much value in data. And when I look at sort of the last 20 years of, of this industry that I've been part of for almost that long, um, there's been like all this promise. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, it feels like a different kind of conversation now than it did 20 years ago. So I'm wondering what you see as the challenges and what kinds of partnerships and relationships you think are most important to overcome those. So uh, Joe, I'll turn it to you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. There's a different uh, sense in the air, we'll say. And I think, You know, the pandemic created an opportunity here and some momentum um, with great collaboration between federal provincial territorial governments and indigenous partners, I think, in managing the pandemic. And I think we can see that translating into some momentum on the health data issue, because that was such uh, an issue during the pandemic and in helping us manage that for Canadians. Um, so I think, you know, as we move forward, we know that the problem is not necessarily technology, right? Like we have the technology to do that. That's not really the issue. The issue is really about um, the willingness to collaborate, the same vision and the governance. So we need to put a lot of effort into that as we move forward. And there's a lot of players in this space, right? So it's not just governments, but it's also organizations like the Canadian Cancer Society and like our pan-Canadian health organizations that I talked about, but also providers themselves and the vendors, right? So one of the big challenges, of course, will be uh, adoption. So, you you know, adopting new technologies and systems uh, in healthcare means that uh, providers have to change their workflow um, and uh, and work in different ways. Um, it can be terribly, it can be very helpful, not terrible, but very helpful to them. Um, but it means that they do have to manage that change within their own organization, um, and that sometimes takes time um, and effort, right? Um, and so, you know, that will be sort of one of the challenges. And I'd say the other big challenge is really one of public trust. So we saw, you know. through the pandemic and um, as the issue of health data played out, that there is a segment of society that has some really legitimate concerns about um, the sharing of health data uh, and their privacy. Uh, And so we need to have a meaningful conversation with Canadians so that we can build trust with them in how that health data is used moving forward. Um, They understand how it's used and how it can be used to their benefit and to the benefit of the country overall.
0: Stuart, I have a a sort of, essentially the same question for you, Um, but I'm curious, sort of my impression of the cancer system is it is um, unusually successful in terms of data sharing and collaboration uh, over the last few decades and and is sort of leading in this regard. Um, The question for you is, is that correct? Uh, And if so, what do you think um, uh, others can learn about sort of creating that culture of data sharing and collaboration that I think would be sort of fundamental to the success of, of what Joe is, is articulating.
3: I feel that the cancer system has been successful, but but there are so many gaps still, so many weaknesses and so many challenges that we're still facing. And um and so we have so many issues to resolve. Um, and I really Joe, I really liked your 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 answer to to the 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 issue the question about challenges, because I think, um, you know, I absolutely, we need to, um, collaborate on, on, on how, how we, how do we fix the, the health data system in the country? And it's the same, it's, you know, obviously it's a smaller it's, it's a subset of the health data system. When we talk about cancer data, it, it's exactly the same thing. We, you know this is where we need all shoulders to the wheel to, to, to make a difference with this. And the time, the, the time is right. We're just coming out of the pandemic. People, and really saw some of the impact that we, when we didn't have um, uh, data that was accessible and usable. Um, so, so when we, when it, when it comes down to it, we need, to, you know, policymakers, practitioners, and researchers need access to data, need in a timely fashion. But well, patients expect it. Um, when, when patients actually provide their data to their, their healthcare provider or to their, to their um, uh, provincial insurance um, program. There's an expectation that it's being used, and and right now that that's not always the case. And so we need to we need to kind of honour that and um, and and ensure that that it, the, the data is being used in a, a as as Joe mentioned in a in a respectful way, and there is that trust. But it's being used to improve um, health outcomes and cancer outcomes for for many people.
0: That's
3: very well said. Thank
0: you. Um, so I think you both articulated that a lot of potential and a lot of big ideas. I'm curious being sort of slightly utopian and optimistic, but also realistic. What do you think things could look like in 10 years? Like what's the sort of realistic, really good 10 year vision that you, you would see?
2: So uh, from my perspective, I mean, I think, you know, as I, as I said, I, I think Canadians would, would have access, you know, on their phone to usable um, health data from their own health record. So they could understand in a comprehensive way from their record, from their primary health provider, from their latest, you know, lab tests, from their, you know, follow-up in the hospital. So they really have that comprehensive information and they can manage their own health in a much more active way. Um, that they can do things like, you know, book their appointments online, get referrals to specialists online, get their prescriptions online. And some of those things you can do now, but they're very uh, fragmented and not necessarily all in the same system. So something that is much more integrated. Um, And I think also um, that we would have you know, as Stuart was saying, you know, researchers, innovators would have access to health data, which is, you know, fundamental to improvements in, uh, in you know, leaps forward in health research, but also, you know, things that could be very helpful, like artificial intelligence. There's already some systems now, right, that in hospitals that can predict if there's going to be a code blue, for instance. Um, so you can think about what would be possible in terms of actually providing leaps forward, better care for Canadians if we had, you know, the data to really help us um manage you know pandemics better or public health events or even just uh individuals health in the health system
0: so it's it's 2023 and we managed to go i think more than 20 minutes in the conversation before ai came up i was <laughs> the record for this year um but i think you are correct um Stuart, what are your thoughts about sort of the 10-year possibility and vision well pretty
3: much everything everything Joe said i think i think it it I, I really think we need to we need to fill some of the data gaps. And I talked about it, equity deserving data uh, data on equity deserving groups. I think you know race-based data is is a is a critical gap in in the country, but 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 there's there's more. and, and I, I think if we if we can if we can fill those those um those health data gaps and and then um, provide timely access and linkage to data that that makes it easier for policymakers, easier for researchers. Um, then we're going to move, we're, we're, we're going to be more innovative and we can actually, um, we can Im- improve the healthcare of Canadians faster. And so I think that does, it, it is, Then you've mentioned it's utopian. It, it may be a little utopian, but I think we've got to be aiming for that, for that point. And I do think technology is going it's is still going to play a role. And um, we're already seeing that that AI is playing a role in cancer in terms of diagnosis, in terms of developing algorithms for 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 diagnosing cancer patients. We just don't have the data sets available to be able to build up that algorithm for AI. So we need to be doing that in Canada.
0: Yeah, no, I think that those visions were all utopian in a sense, but you could also summarize them as like, what if it worked as well as banking? And it it does seem like the the utopian in healthcare also feels physically possible and technologically possible. So I I don't mind being utopian in that way. So just curious, this is a bit of a a plug for you both. Um, So I I teach students in the fall, uh, of course, digital health policy, and I always like to be able to point them to like a specific thing. Like if you read this, you'll understand what's happening. Um, So Joe, I'm curious if I was to sort of point a student towards a single document that was sort of summarizing what Canada's thinking is on these questions, uh, what would that be?
2: Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, reading the last report from the expert advisory group um, on the Pan-Canadian Health Data Strategy would be a really good, you know, overview of um, all the wisdom that they collected um, and put together and provided as advice to not just the federal government, but to all governments. So I think that would really be um, a a fundamental document, I think, for them uh, to read. And of course, um, and the health funding announcement to understand how we're putting that into action.
0: You you will be happy to know the expert advisory groups. Their report was on my syllabus last year, so that was the, the one that I pointed to them to last time. Um, Stuart, you, you've alluded to um, the sort of uh, the the sort of national cancer strategy, data strategy, a few times. Um, how would someone find that? Is that publicly available? Um, what would people sort of look at to to learn what you're thinking in this space?
3: So that is going to be available very very soon. So hopefully it'll be part of your uh, syllabus next year.
0: I, I will I will Google every every month or so to see when it comes up and then add it when I can't. Um, we covered a lot in this conversation. I really appreciate the time. Uh, any final thoughts from either of you before we we log off?
2: Um I think I would just you know build on Stuart's point about equity. and um, you know, we always say data is power. Um, and I think if we um, really work at not only improving health data, but really understanding um, how that can help us advance um, supports for marginalized uh, communities and really understand the health uh, situation for those communities or those populations uh, that will go away a long way to building equity, I think uh, in Canada. So, um, you know, not only is health data just, you know, overall, you um, a great direction for Canadians, but also to improve equity in the country.
0: Stuart, any final thoughts for
3: you? Just, just to reiterate my point of, about patients um, generally um, expect their data to be used and, uh, um, uh, and, and and used in a responsible way, of course, but to actually help um, improve the cancer and the healthcare system. And so, so we should honour that that. Uh, and, uh, and, and and use data when when we when we can.
0: That is, that is said very well. I, and I could not agree more strongly. Um, thank you to you both uh, for for sharing your perspectives today. This has been um, really interesting and engaging, and especially I'm, I'm sure you both have very busy schedules. So thank you for carving out the time. Uh, and thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks for listening. You can find this episode and more on our website at santashealth.ca, and on our Twitter at santashealth. This has been From the Burgundy Chairs.